I think it's a lot more thinking about the reverse because, you know, I really, you know, we want to think about, we go into building something with positive mindset, right? And if you think about the reverse of that is what would it mean if I lost it? If I lost this identity, it's a, it's kind of just a a reverse engineering on how important is it to you? You know, because I had a, a period of time where I was working with a lot of people that were losing their Instagram accounts it's a really tough jumble. It's, it's hard. It's hard to fight against that unless you have a trademark. Are you ready to decide it's your turn to live your most purposeful, profitable, passionate life? I'm Christina LeCure, former professional golfer turned confidence and success coach. I truly believe every one of us was put here for a God-given purpose, and it is our responsibility to live that fully. For well over a decade now, I've been turning my life as well as countless others around from feeling unworthy, incompetent, and without a purpose to living a life I cannot wait to wake up for, even on days when shit hits the fan. And it all started with a decision. Yeah, you heard that right. I said God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast, but what I can assure you is that each week myself and my guests are going to enlighten you, fire you up, and having you walk away with stories and strategies to not only boost your confidence, but give you hope that at any moment in time, you have the power to decide it's your turn. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode may not be for everyone. However, you're probably going to get something out of it. But I know that you know someone who needs to hear this. So if you know someone who's going to need to hear this information, I would be so grateful if you pass it on because I was one of those people. That's how this podcast even came about. Whitney Bauer is my guest today. She's an intellectual properties lawyer that focuses in on helping social media based entrepreneurs protect their brand and their content via trademark and copyright. Today, you're going to hear a story about me and why I had to contact Whitney and how I'm so grateful that she's now in my life. She believes that we all have a unique voice and she's so passionate about helping us protect our brands. So please, please, please share this episode with someone that needs to hear it because this is information that I don't think everyone takes seriously. And after today's episode, you'll hear why it was so important to me and it's going to be so important to you. Now, I am super excited for today's podcast because it is a woman that I have recently met here in Arkansas. We've kind of been friends of friends. And one night we met at the Nest event, which is a local women's co-working space. And Whitney and I started following each other. And I kind of looked into what she did. And I'm like, holy shit, I need to have this woman on my podcast. So Whitney, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. It's so fun. I'm so glad we're finally getting to do this. I know. Me too. So One of the really, really cool things about Whitney is she's basically a unicorn. There's not very many people on the online space talking about and producing content that she is doing. And if you are someone who's in business, especially in the online space, and you are an entrepreneur, you own your own uh, company, you have a brand, and you are not protecting it, then you need to pay attention today because Whitney is the absolute mogul when it comes to this. Her new course is out right now and it closes here August 14th, but it's called Social to Mogul. And 
Whitney, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of dive into what exactly it is that you do because you guys, I have actually already used Whitney services. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's so funny because the one of my tragic flaws is that when I meet someone for the first time, I always look at if they're in business or on social media, I look at their trademarks. <laughs> I don't know if it's a tragic flaw or just part of my obsession, but I don't know. It's just a thing that I always do. I look at their trademarks. If they have a podcast, I look up and see if it's trademarked. And then I, I just always am so curious. And it teaches me so much about that person as a business person. So um, after we officially met at the nest that night, I was like, oh, I wonder if she has her mark. <laughs> This is what oh, I, I, did. I was so proud of you. I was like, yes, this girl has it together. She has her mark because so many people that have podcasts don't have their mark. And so it's, it can get hairy out there, you know, but that's, that's really what I'm all about. Um, I have individual clients, of course, that I work with. I'm a lawyer, I've been licensed for 20 years, but um, which is crazy, but um, I have an obsession with trademark and that comes from I love the entrepreneurial spirit. And so when someone's starting a project, I love to see like where they are in that project. And then I love to see their mindset around the project. And you can tell a lot about someone's mindset about something by whether they care enough to get their trademark. To me, it says so much. And it comes from working with just doing individual consults and meeting with people that are having to completely pivot and change their name, change their branding. I met with someone last week that had been in business for eight years and she's having to totally rebrand. Oh my God. <laughs> and it, that, that kills me. I mean, it's like, she's built this amazing business for herself, but someone in another state trademarked the name of her business and she had no idea. And they are in the same field and she's having to totally rebrand because she got threatened with a lawsuit. So it's tough because I'm so positive and I love the energy around something new and someone starting a project, but I don't like that side of it. When they have built something amazing and then they have to completely pivot, I'm like, oh, it just kills me. So that's why I do what I do to oh. stop that. Yeah. I love that because you have such a passion for what you do and you're just like so excited about it. The fact that you literally meet someone, you go and look up their trademark. I think that's freaking awesome. That is so cool. Or celebrities. I do it with, cele like if I'm watching something, I'll be like, Ooh, I wonder what her mark looks like. And I like to look at like their proof submissions. I mean, it's all public information. It's online, you know, you can see it, but I just, um, I have a strange obsession. Isn't that a weird obsession? Trademarks? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just total proof that you're doing exactly what you like are supposed to do on this planet. I mean, like, I love that your why is so strong. You just do not want another human to get eight years into their business, their baby, like this, like my business, my client is my baby. Yes. Yes. And you like, I just, I've been an entrepreneur, you know, forever, as long as I can remember. And so for me, I know that investment, you know, like just, you put your whole self into it. And so it's really, it's tough to see. I do see it a lot, but I luckily am working with people at the protection end. So we're beating that process, but that's been what I've been working on lately is just educating like, Hey guys, this can happen because we've had a shift. We didn't, we haven't always been so online based, you know, it hasn't always been 
in the coaching community or the any any field, we're all moving toward a more online model to where we're opened up to people all over the country and the world. And that's different than what it was before. Like I think about my old, old baby lawyer days when I was in a firm practicing in a big building, my clients, I had to see them in person. We weren't doing virtual depositions. And, you know, I mean, it was different. Now our clients are everywhere. We have to remember what time zone it is to where we, you know, when we get on a zoom, we're like, okay, they're here. So we're here. It's just totally different now. So. That's so cool. So how did you start this? So right now you have your course that you've just recently launched because you have such a passion. You were serving people one-on-one and then you're like, okay, I have to, like, I must get this content out to the online space. And you created this course called social to mobile. And it's obviously like do it your own pace, but you're obviously helping people. And, and I I'd love to even talk about, you know, my situation with you. Like when I reached out to you, even in the beginning, cause something had happened to me, someone had pointed something out to me, but like, you know, you literally were just like, okay, there's a need in the online space for people to like protect their brands. And it's so interesting because I, this isn't just something that we talk about. Like, it's not something that we talk about. I guarantee you, and you're probably like the person who can actually assure me of this, probably 90% of the people that I follow, not shit's protected. Oh, you're absolutely right. And you know what, when it, when someone has a great brand, like it, I usually do it with somebody that has a, a great name, you know, that's what catches my, my eye online. And if somebody has a great name, I'll, I'll look at it just because I'm like, Oh, that is so good. And I'm going to say probably 90%, 95% of the time they haven't protected it. And you've also got the, the other issue is that you've got companies, big companies that are, they have strong legal teams. And so they know like we need to protect in these couple of categories, even if, I mean, they have all the resources in the world. So if their name stretches into something similar to your name, they can shut you down. And that's, that's the part that it really keeps me up at night or yeah, it keeps me up at night. I think about it. If I see a great brand and I'm just scrolling. So a lot of people scroll Instagram because they think it's fun. And I scroll and I don't, I'm, th- I'm trying to do it for fun, but I <laughs> I'll see somebody with a great, just a great brand. They're building this thing. They're a blogger. They have this amazing blog. They're a podcaster. They're an influencer. And they have this amazing brand, this, you know, all of these things that they do. And I'll be like, oh, I'll look up their name and think that's, it's so great that someone else might do it. And that's what I'm like, what, how can we avoid that? How can we prevent that? Isn't that what happened when, um, remember when, and I mean, I had to do this, I had to buy my own name, like my own website, like it's kind of actually reminding me of the same thing. Like when I was playing professional golf, like right when I got out of college and I started playing and I knew that I was going to, you know, something quote unquote, something was going to be associated with my actual name. I remember having to buy ChristinaLacure.com and it kind of reminds me like right now of what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was already taken, but you know why it was at the time there was, you know, and gosh, this is like literally 20 years ago or whatever it was. Um, there was a guy who literally his whole entire job, and it was brilliant. If you actually think about it, what he did is he looked up college athletes and he bought every single one of the college athletes names for like dime. Yeah. And then when they all turned fucking big time and like, I'm not saying I was big time. I think I paid 
$200 for my name now, but if you would have bought like Ooh, that, the aggregate, I mean, yes, that's what a, like, um, brilliant strategy, but the same thing could be happening right now with brands, online brands. A hundred percent. And, you know, I've seen, they, they did, they tried to create some laws around that, about the domain thing, about buying those big groups of domains. And they haven't been very effective, the laws that they've created, but you know, that's an exact illustration. And the, the thing about the other thing, since you brought that up is people think when they buy their domain, that there's this misconception that they have the trademark because they're putting it out into commerce. So they already own it. They don't have to do anything else with it. No, there's got to be a way that you can signify. There has to be a way that you can say, this is mine, because if there's like a letter difference, then someone else could come and use it and then they can get the mark and then they can shut you down. So it's just the system is a little wonky in that with domains, buying that doesn't even mean that you actually own your name still. You know, so if you're creating a personal brand, a brand based on you as a person, then like I'm tempted, you know, I'm, I, I've been really looking lately at just trying to help people understand how important your handle is, because if you're monetizing through that handle, holy moly, you've really got to think about your mark on that handle. You know, I mean, that's the first thing. I yeah. Yeah which is super interesting. You know, I guess if anything, I, I might, oh, I don't even know, you know, should I say that? Who cares? Uh, you know, <laughs> B Christina isn't trademarked, but decided your turn is trademarked and we're in the process of trademarking one more. But, you know, I would really love for you to kind of explain, because I know that there's people who's listening to this, who are thinking to themselves, okay, I, like, I just don't know if I want to spend the money doing this. And I remember years ago and everything for me, like uh, my faith is a huge part and you know that, but like, uh, I was like, I used to say this phrase all the time that you're worthy AF, you're worthy as fuck. And I almost tried to trademark that at the time. I'm glad I didn't because it's no longer, like, I do believe every single person is worthy as fuck, but it's not really my brand anymore. It's not really like yeah. who I associate myself with anymore, but like I almost did it. And that was back probably six or seven, probably seven years ago. And I was about to do it. And I was like, oh, do I really want to spend a couple thousand dollars to do it. And so I hesitated not to do it, but then 2019 was when I decided, okay, decided your turn is definitely much more my brand. And then we went ahead and trademarked that. But like, what would you tell someone who's on the cusp of like, do I really need this trademark? Like, what are the repercussions for doing it? And like, what would you say to them? Because I know that even myself, I hesitated. Yeah. I think it's a lot more about thinking about the reverse because, you know, I really, you know, we want to think about, we go into building something with positive mindset, right? And if you think about the reverse of that is what would it mean if I lost it, if I lost this identity, you know, and it's a, it's kind of just a, a reverse engineering on how important is it to you, you know, because I, I had a, a period of time where I was working with a lot of people that were losing their Instagram accounts it's a really tough jumble. It's, it's hard. It's hard to fight against that unless you have a trademark. If you have that registration certificate, Instagram is not going to fight that battle. But usually when I was struggling to help these people, you know, I could only, there's only so many threats you can make without any kind of legal repercussions for the platforms. And so that's when I started to look at it, but I think it's just a little bit of reverse engineering on your mindset. Like, 
is this brand identity, which could be just your, it could be B Christina, it could be your name. Am I making money from that identity? Like are people seeing that and they know it's me and I, if I have to change it, does that matter as far as my income, as my revenue? Will it hurt my revenue if I have to change it? That's the decision. And if it doesn't, if you can just lift and shift and change your name to whatever, then fine. It's not that important. But if it does hurt your revenue stream, then it, then do it. It's worth it because it's really an investment. I mean, that's what you're doing. You're investing in your brand. You're investing in yourself. So I love that explanation because that's exactly what I talk about. It's the decision. The decision is made that it's going to be real. And I think so many people sit on the fence and they haven't made the full decision that this is going to work no matter what. And that was exactly the mindset that so many people have is like, they're kind of half in half out. Like, you know, we all know how many people do you know, women in particular, and obviously I'm one of the biggest proponents of like building up women, but sometimes women, we sit on the fence and we go, okay, maybe this maybe might work, or I kind of like it to work, or perhaps it'll work. But instead of deciding it is going to work. And that right there, Whitney, is one of the biggest mindset shifts because you've decided it's going to work, that you're willing to invest to protect it. Absolutely. It's so, that's why what you say is so in line, just like your whole decide it's your turn and decide it's going to work. Because at the beginning, what I encourage people to do when someone's coming to me and maybe they don't even have whatever they're doing in on the market yet, they don't have it in commerce. It's not even being used. I encourage people to think about what is the biggest dream that you have for your business or your whatever you're doing? What is the biggest dream that you had for it? Do you want it to be distributed all over the country? Do you want it? You know, what is it? Because you have to think about you're protecting that. You're not protecting what it is right now. This is a little seed that you're planting and you want to grow this amazing tree and you can't grow it if you don't ever know if you're really going to be able to keep that name. And so that's, there's people, you know, they don't have a product on the market yet, or they're, they're launching a thing or whatever. I want them to think about the biggest possibility for them. Like what's the hugest thing that could ever happen. And think about that when you're deciding whether or not to protect it. Bingo. That's so good. So what are the three um, main issues that you see in the online space that like get people in trouble? And um, you're more than welcome to use the example that I approached you um, with, <laughs> with a couple uh, about a month ago. <laughs> well, that is a huge issue. I do see a lot of copyright infringement. That's huge. I have, you know, people that'll, that'll just totally lift um, people's websites, the copy, um, photos, not as much because they want to, the people want to appropriate the things and pretend like they wrote them, but it's lifting people's websites or lifting someone's online course. Um, usually that's, that's a huge thing. I get that all the time. So that is one of the things that's easily, I say easily, I don't know how easy you thought that process was, um, for you, but the stealing of content, whether it's a post or a website, just the whole design of a website, um, stealing ideas, stealing slogans, that just this general lifting of other people's ideas and appropriating it, people appropriating it and and making money off of it in a much cheaper way. I mean, they're putting out and it's hard because 
that person is not you. Whoever stole your content, they can't repeat. They can't repeat what you've done. They're not you, but they can water down your brand and they can water down your product. There's so many times where I'll find somebody that I like their business model or want to follow them because I think what they're doing is great. And then I'll follow them and not two days later, I get a follow back from an account with a one different letter. Yep. Happens all the time. Or I'll, uh, there was this one guy recently, a couple months ago. He's so great. I forgot who it was. Oh, I know now. I won't, I won't say his name on here, but he's so great. He puts out just great content. I followed him because I'm like, I like his vibe. And then um, a day later, there's an Instagram account with his entire course for sale for like $97. He sells a $2,000 course. <laughs> and I was like, and I don't, there is a way to protect it. There is an, a fairly easy way to at least get it taken off the internet. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing is if someone is selling a product for $97, they're selling your $2,000 product for $97. You can get that taken down in a heartbeat. And it's, it's not that complicated of a process. You don't have to have a lawyer to do it. You need a little guidance on how you need a little guidance on the templates, the documents. This is in your course too, right? Yeah, that's in my course. It's really a bonus in my course because I didn't want it to all be about that. I want us to be proactive and protect from the beginning. Um, but this is a little bit of a reactive thing. If someone is stealing, then you can have it taken down. And a lot of people, some people know that some people don't. And some people will come to me after they've had their stuff taken down for copyright infringement and say, I didn't, you know, I didn't steal this. I did. They'll have kind of this wonky explanation. And so I have to investigate a little bit <laughs> and be like, okay, but did you, or did you not, you know, I mean, I have to, because I don't, I don't work with people that have stolen other people's stuff, but, um, but yeah, there is a process in doing it. You can get it taken off the internet, but that's a huge thing. Just the whole, in the online space, we've opened ourselves up to anyone and everyone. And we're kind of mentally, you know, in this mindset of where we put a lot of things out there for free. I mean, we're giving away a lot of information, you know? So when you have something that you're monetizing, that you're drawing revenue from, that's when you really have to think about how can I protect this in in the utmost way possible. Hey, y'all, it's Christina. I just wanted to jump in here real quick. On a recent podcast, I mentioned that I have been on over 100 free discovery calls over the last year. And I want to do the exact same thing in 2022. People often wonder, well, what do I get out of these calls? Men and women from around the world who are jumping on these calls are walking away from the calls with more clarity, figuring out the mindset block that's stopping them from feeling really confident to make more money, feel fulfilled, and know what next step they have to take in order to decide it's their turn. So if you've ever thought about jumping on one of these calls, I would absolutely love to talk to you. So feel free to send me a text at 501 501- 222-3362. Text me the word call and we can book one of those calls or head over to the show notes and you've got a link to my website where you can book a free discovery call with me. So, you know, I've never really spoken about it on my social media or on the podcast or whatever, but a really amazing, beautiful human sent me a message one day. And I actually thought it was spam because you guys all know uh, in your social media, how you'll get a message from someone and you're like, for sure, this is spam. Well, I almost deleted it. I almost deleted it and I was afraid to click the link, 
but I went to the person's profile and it looked pretty legitimate real. And so I opened the, the DM that she sent me and this woman up in Canada, I'm originally from Canada, but there was no, it was just complete coincidence. She was in the fitness, the online fitness space um, said to me, Hey, there's a woman who has stolen your website. She's stolen the content off your website. And I thought it was fake in the beginning. And then I sure enough, I clicked on this link and it was this Russian woman who is now apparently based in the United States that had taken every word of my website and put it on her website. And she didn't stupid enough. She literally didn't even change her name to her name. She just like literally had Christina on there. Yeah. Are like, you serious? Well, this is the part, this is the thing that I sent you. Well, when I reached out to you, because I was like, is there anything I can do about this? And the only reason why this woman, Christina part, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, literally on her website is like this. Like, it easier uh, for you when you have it removed. Like, exactly. <laughs> when I had it removed, I was like, okay, well, this is verbatim. Plus you didn't even change it to your fucking name. Um, right. But this right. woman in Canada had, she said she had the exact same thing had been done to her website. And so she just looked at, she Googled, decide it's your turn. That's how she found me. Then she so kindly like reached out to me. And then that's when I contacted you and you had helped me um, send cease and desist letters and all the things we figured out where the website was actually coming from. Unfortunately, it was based out of Russia. So there wasn't much I could do. However, I did send the email and sure as shit, She'd taken my content off. So my content is no longer there. She didn't reply to me, obviously, but it is now off that website. And so was her ISP, was the internet service, I've, I've had yeah. a lot of variations. Was it, was that not? The ISP a, was out of Russia. Okay. That makes it hard. That yeah. does make it harder that it, because they're not under our laws, obviously. And then this law that I'm talking about specifically, but I will say most of the time, if they're not out of the country, you can get that taken down. The per the offending person has like three days or something to respond. Um, after the response period is over, then the internet service provider has to take that copyrighted material down. And it's, especially if it's a website, it's easy for you to prove it because you have your website. You can be like, this is mine. Here's my copyright. This is my information. And they have to respond to you. It's, they do it quickly they are swift in their responses because they're required to under this law yeah so. and it was and all of this information so if this ever happens to you all this information is in Whitney's course but yeah this Russian woman she um took a course from this girl out of Canada and she actually copyrighted her whole entire book she spent over a hundred thousand dollars fighting this woman and she so kindly reached out to me and told me that she had uh stolen my website which is crazy it's, it is, it's insane because it's, you know, it's your work, it's your work product. You know, I mean, those websites take work, especially if you're writing a book, if you're writing a course, I mean, if you, your brand identity takes work, you know, decide it's your turn is so great. And that was not by accident. Like you had to really contemplate like what fits your brand? What is your message? What is at the core of what you do? I mean, those are all intricate parts of your brand, you know, and if someone copies it, then they're essentially you're, you're in, with in the online space, your intellectual property is your most valuable asset. It's your most valuable asset more valuable than anything you own. It's the most valuable thing because if you have to change it, then your, your audience can't identify you. I mean, if you had to change your podcast name, your audience would be like, what now, what is this? Who is this? What are we doing? But people know you by 
your, they know what message they're getting based on the name of your podcast. This is your brand. So I could talk about it all day. (laughs) I freaking love it. You know, because one of the reasons why I just knew this would be a perfect episode and you'd be a perfect fit is one of the things that you said in your intake form is that you just truly want everyone's unique voice to be protected. And my ultimate goal, because I believe that every single person on this planet has a unique purpose and helping people live that. And your job is helping people protect that. I just think it's so, so like serendipitous. Yes, it is perfect. It's one of those things. I think it goes back to, to also not, um, people not knowing their worth in what they're creating, you know, like they're underestimating themselves, you know, like you can actually do whatever it is you want to do, but don't underestimate yourself at the beginning. That's, that's one of the hugest things that I see because I see, you know, entrepreneurs that are at the beginning and I want to say, well, but wait a minute. Like, where could this go? So that's um, kind of part of, that's probably why I love trademark so much because it just ties in with that, that aspect of it is being able to say, like I said, think about the biggest thing. Where could this go? What could it be? And then it also is like the core, especially with personal branding. When I, when I say personal branding, I mean, branding, you know, in, in your field. And um, I think we're all kind of really somewhat in that field anymore. I mean, with social media, personal branding is, it's everything, but I see so many people that are brand experts or brand that, you know, are all about a brand and they do great things, but they're not talking about protecting your personal brand. Because when you think trademark, you think, oh, that's a, what product am I putting out? Well, technically when you're protecting your personal brand identity, it's more of a service that you're protecting. So it's technically a service mark. We all, attorneys call them all trademarks because we know that some are services and some are, um, some are for goods. But when you're thinking about protecting that or you're thinking about creating that, there's a lot of people that talk about creating that brand, you know, your, your colors and your logo and your name and your, all of that. But then the part, I feel like the missing link there, especially in the online space is just protecting it is locking that in. Now, if you're a smart entrepreneur, like you are, like you thought about your name first and you were like, okay, let's get the mark. And then let's make everybody in the world know about it. You know? So some people do that. More people don't. Yeah. More people don't do it than do do it. So, you know, I just think I, I'm really, I'm really thankful that, you know, I was talking about this with my husband and my team. And I have a coach who has like, I think she has six trademarks in her business. And so it was just something that I was like, okay, like, I really want to do this. And again, kind of going back to like the decision was made, this is going to work. This is something. And kind of just having that, you know, kind of to just veer off a minute. How did you become, and cause I know you love mindset. I know you love all of this. How did you become so confident in who you are and what you do and command your worth and do all the fun things that, you know, I'm so passionate about. How did you, how did this come about for you? Have you always been like this? <laughs> um, I don't think I've always been like this. A couple of years ago, I was running a different company. It was a creative business, but I've always been an entrepreneur, but I think, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of two people at once, right. To where there's some doubts and then you have to work on those doubts. But, um, I meditate every day is the first part of my day, but, um, I think it's just really just a little bit of experience. And I mean, just the start of the day, every day is meditation. So really just getting into that mindset of 
knowing your value, knowing your worth, and really just staying in alignment with that in all the things you do. You know, I know that like there might be things that I want to pivot from, but whatever the next move is, it's going to be great. You know, that's just kind of how I try to do it. So you have so much trust. (laughs) You have to have some trust though, right? I mean, especially if you're doing something like if you have your own business and you're, you're online, I mean, that takes a lot of like centering (laughs) and trust because sometimes you can feel like a lonely man on an island, you know, especially well with what I do, there's really not a lot. I mean, I want to say I may have seen one or two lawyers that are really talking about this concept of protecting a personal brand. And there probably are more, but when I see lawyers that do trademark and talk about branding, they really don't concentrate on the social media space. And that's where I think they're missing the mark. There is, there are a couple that, that um, concentrate on the NIL um, sports kind of avenue, which is also fascinating to me because it's very closely related. You know, I mean, just like what you were saying about the guy that bought all the domains, trademark would be harder to do because you wouldn't be able to get the mark on other people that if you didn't, if you weren't using it, um, it's a whole other story, but NIL is so interesting because it's very closely related. And there are lawyers doing that because they're interested in sports. And well, sports it's so law. brand new though, right? Yeah. Like this is a really big, if you guys don't know what um, Whitney's talking about, it's now you can monetize your likeness in college athletics. I wish that was available when I was in college athletics. <laughs> right. It's so fascinating. I learned about it this summer. Oh, fascinating. Um, it, well, it's just, it's exactly, it's exactly the same concept of really what I spend so much time talking about is you're creating a personal brand, you know, as an athlete, and you have the opportunity to monetize the things that you like companies that you license with and things like that. But the NIL name image likeness is what that stands for. Um, world has really opened up people's eyes to the concept of personal branding lawyers specifically that really weren't thinking about it in that way. There really are very few lawyers that think about it in the social media way because they just don't. That's not their interest. That's my interest. I mean, I just am fascinated with it because it's really developing quickly. I mean, it's it's developing quickly in I'll give you an example. Okay, so I have some really fun TikTok clients. I won't I never say who they are, but I'll have some fun TikTok clients and I'll have a TikTok client who I'm going to use an example and I'm going to make it different. Okay. I'm going to change the actual facts. Okay. This is a pretend person, but this is based on, based on a real story. <laughs> okay. So I have this little fella. He's so cute. I say he's little cause he's like 18, but um, he is big on TikTok, half a million followers. Okay. So that's huge, right? He has the opportunity. He's doing, he's monetizing his, his TikTok. He's doing all these things and um, he's got amazing contracts. And I was looking at his contracts for him. Well, he's built this uh, pretty awesome brand off of his name. It's catchy. And we go to get his mark on his name, of course, because that's the first thing that makes me nervous is when they don't have their mark and they have half a million followers. I'm, this is, this applies to somebody with a thousand followers too, though, because it takes you a year about to get your mark. Yeah. So, it is, yeah. right. So anyway, we were going to do his mark and a fast food restaurant had a food item that they had gotten that they had created 
a social media personality based off this food item that they got the mark on. And they could do that because they have a team of lawyers just getting marks on everything. Let's think about, you know, let's call it French fry. Okay. Let's say his name was French fry on there. It wasn't, but they got the mark on Mr. Fry guy or whatever it was. And so this kiddo, once this company has their mark fully secured, they can shut his entire TikTok account down. Wow. So to me, I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, when I see that, when I see people building something based on that kind of thing, I'm like, okay, we got to think about this before it gets to that point. You know, you might have 5,000 followers, but you're, you've got great engagement. You're monetizing it. You're doing contracts with, with brands. You're promoting, you're doing things. You've got to protect it. You know, you've, you've got to protect it. So does your course, I really want to touch on this, your course, social to mobile, you know, really you're, you're teaching people how to legally protect their empire, protect them brand, protect themselves. You know, does the course touch on, cause so many people ask me about brand deals all the time. Like what, what does that look like all the time? Does your course touch on that? Yes, because I'm obsessed with contracts. Yes. It was my favorite thing to do in law school. I loved, I loved contracts and I still do. I love contracts, but I like to read a contract and pick it apart. <laughs> it's one of it's one of, it's a weird thing I have, but yes, the whole third section is about brand deals because what I was noticing with my one-to-one clients that would come to me after they had gotten into a super shitty brand deal And these are amazing clients that are doing awesome things that are signing, you know, big contracts, you know, they're doing a three month deal for 30 grand, 40, 50 grand. That's a pretty impressive deal. Sometimes they'll make 10 to 20 a post, 10 to 20,000 a post. That's not everyone. Some of them are smaller, but still these contracts are written by the brand, whoever L'Oreal, let's just say it's L'Oreal. It wasn't, but let's say they're, they're, they have big legal teams and they're writing to protect L'Oreal. Correct. They're not writing to Correct. protect Shannon in Seattle. You know, they don't care about her. And so I was seeing these contracts that had terms in them that you really don't understand why they're crappy until it affects you, until you don't get paid after you've created three months of content based on one little thing that's in that contract. So I do spend the whole third week, the third module, um, I spend is, is all about brand deals and how there's a a pattern of things that I see repeated that you need to watch for. And those things can be written a little differently, but you can usually spot it. There's a couple of ticky things that I have like a system that I've developed that you can go, okay, does it meet these thresholds for me to say that's a good contract or no, we need to renegotiate because what I was also saying is that People were afraid to renegotiate. I'm like, this is a negotiation process, girl. Have you looked at yourself in the mirror? You are an asset to that company. Amen. You know, you, you're bringing huge things to the table or they wouldn't be paying you to do it. So if you see a contract clause that says one of my most hated is a termination without cause clause, they're building these clauses and contracts where the company can terminate with a written notice and not pay you on the rest of your deal. And you've already created all the content for them. So that was infuriating. That's the first thing I always look for. But yes, brand deals, that's huge because you're doing this work, you're spending time, you're investing in yourself, you're away from your whatever is fun that you do. 
you're away from those things. You need to be compensated. And you also need to be able to spot where they can get out of compensating you because they do. (laughs) That's what my normal one-to-one practice with clients. That's what I'm usually fighting about. If I'm fighting with a company, it's because we're fighting over that contract. And a lot of times if it's in the black and white of that contract and they obviously got it before they came to me, there's not a ton that I can do. If they've already agreed, I can argue, but it's in the black and white of the contract. That's why there's a contract in place, you know? So Yes, I love contracts. So favorite. it's about getting that contract in place before you guys start. So I know people are going to be listening to this. I hope you guys, please, please, please share this podcast with someone that you know who's an entrepreneur, someone that you know that owns their own empire brand, no matter how big or how small or what it is going, what you are going to decide it will become. So tell us a little bit about the course. Tell us where we can find it. Tell everyone where they can find you, Whitney. Like I know this is so much value and people are going to want to know. So fun. Um, yes, I am on Instagram at the Whitney Bauer. And then my course, we talked about that. It's called social to mogul. It is an on-demand course. It's designed to go over a month. So there's three big modules. Um, the first one is about setting up your business. Um, a lot of people on social media haven't really thought about how to set up their business to protect themselves. So it's about setting up your LLC. I teach you how to do that and how to properly fund it and operate it and that kind of thing. Sounds boring, but I try to make it fun. Um, and then we follow up after that first module and you guys can ask me questions. We'll be live. So, um, you can ask me questions and I'm available and I help you through that process. And then the second module is all about trademark and copyright, how to protect your brand and how to protect your content. So, and then the third is all about brand deals. And after each week of modules, we meet together, um, in a big zoom for everyone going through the course. So it'll be fun. It's just a way to make sure that all of your stuff it's foundational business. And it's really about thinking of what you're doing, monetizing on social. It's thinking about what you're doing as a business and treating it that way so that you're protected. So um, that's on, you can find the course for sale on courses.whitneybauer.com. And um, it is live right now. So it's ready. Absolutely. And you guys, it closes August 14th. So I know this is the beginning of August. You guys still have like 10 days to get in this course. Go find Whitney on Instagram. She hangs out there all the time. The T-H-E Whitney Bauer um, on Instagram. You guys can check the show notes and the link in her bio has the course. I've already seen it. You guys, it's fantastic. Whitney, thank you so much for being here. I know that so many people got out of this. You guys, please, please, please. If you listen to this, you like it, share it with someone who needs it. Tag Whitney and I, and, um, don't always forget you can decide it is your turn to protect your shit people (laughs) (laughs) you are so great thank you i loved it loved it Thank you all so much for joining me on today's episode of the Decide It's Your Turn podcast. If today's episode resonated with you at all, please share it with a friend. Also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a comment. What is it that you want us to talk about that will help you realize that at any moment and any day, you too can decide it's your turn. I'm Christina LeCure. I'll see you next time.